0: This is Gilmy again. Uh, Just saying, we got Jesse Amaro Part 2 today. Just seen him at uh, Death Proof Fight Fight Club this uh, week. Fighting Warhead in the main event. It was actually a really... It was a hardcore spectacular. It had cactuses, it had the light tubes, it had barbed wire. It had two guys who just know how it's how hardcore is supposed to be done it was a fantastic match it was all over the bar and if you weren't there sorry you guys you guys missed it it was a great 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 match but in this part of the interview we talk about politics we talk about marijuana legalization and we talk about why jesse left death booth for so long and yeah, we really get we really get in there to it. Just wanna do a little wrap up on uh what happened at the death the death brief show there. Uh, started out with uh Viking Actually we started out with um the Hipstars podcast, which was really funny and it turned it into a match with Steve a tables match with Steve Brown. It was really good. He kept making bad jokes, and Steve wasn't having having any of it and it was just great to great great to watch and then biking reading the three little pigs, which he didn't actually get through the book, which is actually a little bit funny he just kept getting side side sidetracked i think it was due due to all the all the uh, crack yeah these are just uh what happened it's in no particular order. But, um oh, and also, always pay attention at wrestling shows or you'll get hit in the face with, it, with something. I got hit with a hardcore uh, hardcore plushie. <laughs> um, There was Space Monkey versus Ty- Tyler K. Dean, which was a great match. Space Monkey, it's, it's all over the ring and he's just fun, 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 fun to watch. And Tyler K. Dean's really, really good. Never never seen seen him live live before, but he he's a good good solid wrestler. Uh the clusterfuck match. Rage versus the locker room. And the evil table table made its return. It was it was great. Uh, Mr Saki Saki won the match because he was on top of the pile when the locker room combined itself to pin to pin rage. Greed versus Caitlyn Diamond for the drunkway title. It was make me a sandwich match. And it wasn't what you, what you thought. It just the winner made a sandwich. It was a fantastic match. And Caitlyn Diamond is an amazing wrestler no matter who sh- who she's in th- in there with and Greed was amazing. I always love 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 watching watching that guy's matches. And then to the main event, it was a model versus warhead, and it was exactly what a model versus warhead should should be. It was a fantastic match. It was all over the bar. It was crazy, crazy. With light tubes bursting, panes of glass. It was just amazing. I uh, recommend you go online, guys. Check check that, uh, that out. I'm going to see if I can get a video off my brother he has of uh, Warhead putting a model through a plate of glass. And then, yeah. And then, here's the kicker about that match. Tariq won the belt. Tariq, Tarek, Eric, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, because he demanded his rematch. And he dragged a ref out there and he walked through the ring pinned warhead and that was the end end, end of the match and Shawnee Moe and Matt Cash are now back together as the White, white Trash uh, Trash Circus and that was great to great to see Matt Cash is no, has lost all of his uh, money and it was stolen by Holden Albright and Saps. Which, yeah, you gotta boo those guys. They're just, they're fun to, fun to boo. And just want to say thanks for the wife to letting, letting me go, go to that event And it was really fun. Cause when I go to an event like that, she's home, home alone with the kids. And I, I really, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, thanks to... My dad and brother for going 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 with me there, it was fun. Sleeping in the hotel room with those guys wasn't. They they both snore like crazy. And past week I organized some comics, trying to get get some uh, some toys sold just to. Uh, I have too much stuff. I I need to sell it. I think I have way too many collectibles, but if I get the old stuff out. I can get new stuff in, right, guys? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and we're just going to get get into it. And thanks. Do you think marijuana will ever become actually actually legal in this uh, country? For rec- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: I think it's honestly I think it's gonna happen this
0: year. Yeah, uh, I'm not much of a partaker, but um, I think I'm, yeah,
1: I'm a huge advocate. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will be. I think it's a matter of time. I think really what it comes down to is kind of like the same thing with drinking. I don't know. This is me being conspiracy theorist, but this is what my mind told me tells me anyways. Yeah. There, there's that period of time in the 30s when drinking was illegal, right? During prohibition. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that what else during that 20s, and was on the rise the automobile so when people are sitting around getting slaughtered and then they're driving around you got drinking and driving which is obviously a huge no no especially by today's standards yep. imagine it back then when there's no technology to even prove it so what do you do you just ban it you can't drink period Now what happens when NAS is being brought back in well there's more methods and science into the sobriety testing because drinking and driving isn't good <laughs> for obvious reasons. So I think yeah. it's the same thing with when, it come, when it comes to bot. I mean, I think it's illegal because there is no standard roadside test. There's no way to test the supplies on drugs. You just can't fucking prove it. Unless yeah. you go blood samples, hair samples, and that all takes time. And it's stupid and pointless. it costs too much money. Yeah. But I don't know if you noticed recently, especially on the radio, there's this whole thing about, I think it was like last weekend, where they had this big thing where the Toronto police were testing new equipment as part of their whole whatever blitz they're having at that time for people on drugs and impaired. It wasn't about drinking and driving. It wasn't the ride program. Yeah. It was they're testing new methods and new equipment to see if you're on drugs and driving. And they're doing it at random. Yeah. So cool. that to me says this is what they've been doing. And like, I'm well aware of all this stuff that's was kind of going on, right?
0: Yep. I think we should legalize it, tax it, and get more more money for, for everything. Do what uh, Colorado's doing. Give ten percent of it to the schools. They went from the forty-second state, or out of the fifty states, they were 40, 42. Now they're number one in schools. Ever since they legalized pot, all the testing, all that, all this stuff has gone through the through the roof. Grades are up. Everybody's. their crime rates are actually way down, down, down now. In in that.
1: So I I think that I think that's yeah. what it really comes down to is they have no way of able to make it. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing to do while doing certain things. Right. It's the best way. The best way to put it, like drinking. Yeah, just um, like um, not, if you have a couple of drinks, it's not like it's a big deal. I mean, it's not the best for any for everybody. Some people yeah. shouldn't drink ever because it they crazy animals. Yeah. Same thing with pot. It's not the best thing for certain types of people. Right. Like, but, um, but mostly. More the, importantly, it's not the best thing to do while you're doing certain things like driving. Right. So I think what it came down to is they didn't have any sort of way of enforcing it. And now that that's becoming a thing and something they're able to do, that's why it's getting closer and closer to legalization. So that's why I think because of the way that they're doing all these major tests and shit's readily available in all these major areas and everywhere else, that we're, we're going to see it become a thing. Because at the end of the day, when you look at the science, what's worse for you, smoking pot or drinking? Drinking. Most it's there. Drinking.
0: Oh, yeah. So because, what, what's the big deal? No, they've been they've been testing long-term users. and
1: You know, yeah. and that's the other thing, too. It's just kind of the oh. way I see it. Like, drinking, like, as much as I'm an advocate say, there's nothing around smoking pot that shouldn't be legal, blah, blah, blah. It's not something I'll say, this is something you should do. I'll never yes. do that to anybody, you know. Like for instance, if we are at a show and you were there and I was playing the joint, I will ten out of ten say go to pass it to you. Say you want it, and if you say no, I'm not gonna be like oh come on, come on, come on. I'll no. say, okay, okay. Go uh, okay, to the next guy. The guy's standing right beside you. you want it? <laughs> you want it? You want it? You want it? You want it? And hopefully everyone says no, so I like can finish the whole fucking thing to myself. Yeah. <laughs> but-
0: <laughs> well, where me uh, the only way I don't. I partake normally at uh, certain certain shows with certain certain people, but I know if I'm personally, I can't mix them. I can't drink and uh, smoke. I just get incredibly sick, even off w- w- a little bit. That's just me, though. I-, I know a lot of people can, but I yeah. can't. I can't do well. I can't do both, just because I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: ah. You know what? Some of the best pot smokers ever spoke with are old dudes. You know why? Taught me the tricks on how to grow it. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Because, like, honestly, like, Actually, my biggest fear, i like, mm-hmm. honestly, my biggest fear when it comes to legalization is the distribution. Because the way that the distribution is handled now, now that's the gray area as it is, yep. you have all these suspensions popping up. And, you know, to most people, it's think this is a great thing. Look, it's fucking everywhere. But I personally think this is a bad thing. Yeah. Because, and not, not so much the fact that it's everywhere, it's that the fact that it is so synthetically processed. Yeah, I mean, then that's the main thing. Like, if you talk to any like old school hippie, that's mm-hmm. the one thing that they'll talk about. They'll say, you know, weed is not what it used to be back in the day. Yeah, this is why people are becoming retarded off of it. You mm-hmm. know, you always hear the you always hear the worst case scenarios for everyone, like the people that are oh, against drugs in general. It's like, oh, pot will give you schizophrenia, and I'll sit here and say, no, it won't. No, <laughs> um, because pot shouldn't. Right. However, I will say this too: they are absolutely correct. In the fact that things that are being classified as pot will do it. For instance, the whole dabbing thing—you know, people are doing their dabs as called well smoke smoking their shatter,
0: yeah—which
1: is a pot derivative—and they'll sit there and say, "Oh, this is fine. It's just pot. It's all pot. You know, it's no different." You know, like,
0: it's, it's good. It's not.
1: Except it gets you a thousand times more fucking high than what a bong load would do. Yeah. And like anything in life, too much is not good. You know, yeah. if you have too much water, you could drown. You have too much chocolate. You can actually die. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like too much of anything is bad. It's no different when it comes to pot. If you drink too much alcohol, what happens? You get, you get the the Alcohol point. Point. Yeah. What happens? You die. Yeah. You know, but but, but it's just alcohol. But the, but that's the argument that these people don't see in it. It's like, yeah, it, it's like crack to cocaine. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying either or is good. Yeah. But it, it, it's the same argument. Are you going to say that crack is okay because it's okay? No. <laughs> You're gonna shit on crack because crack is retarded because it's so much more
0: potent. And okay, yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, it's so different from the pot. No different from the pot. And that's just kind of why see it. Or or you see these strains of pot that people are smoking. and it's absolutely insane the the potency of the plant because it's not being grown anymore. It's not organic. Like like I guess you could say it's organic, but it's being science so fucking much that you're making it so ridiculously potent. That's what's fucking with people. Just leave it alone. Yeah,
0: because you know? it's good. Like, Because even...
1: basically what you're doing is you're going to the liquor store, you're going to buy rubbing alcohol, and then you drink it. Yeah. But does it make it okay because you bought it at the liquor store? Because you bought alcohol at the liquor store, they should drink it? No. Because you shouldn't drink 99% fucking alcohol. No. It's bad for you. Same thing <laughs> with pot. You shouldn't be doing that. And I think and that's where it kind of gets its bad rats. And that's where you're going to see the thing. Oh, pot causes schizophrenia. No, it doesn't. But, yes, it does. Yeah. Because and there's the... If that makes sense, it sounds kind of backwards saying it, but, the, but the, I think you kind of get what I'm saying here. Yeah, I do, If, if you because... going to throw a bunch of seeds in your backyard and just grow a fucking pot yourself and you smoke it, you're not going to become a paranoid schizophrenic. No. At least not if it's fucking legal.
0: Yeah, because... If it's illegal,
1: yeah, because now you're paranoid of fucking something. <laughs> <laughs> you go to jail. But at that point, there's nothing wrong with it.
0: No, because... If you're going to
1: smoke something that is a hundred times more fucking potent and... Fucking psychoactive than what it should be, and yeah, you're fucking with a lot of shit now, because yeah. now it becomes a whole other thing, a whole other. Yeah, that you're the into.
0: the THC percentage is so much higher Yourself? with the uh, the synthetic or the specialized stuff. Where where I'm gonna date gonna date myself back in back in the mid the mid 90s uh, stuff. I I used to get way back way back when you could smoke like. A handful of this stuff between two or two or four of four of of, of your buddies, and then go on a walk, do normal things, just ev- everything just a little more more mellow. And now the stuff that's out there, I take two hits off off of a joint. I'm good to go. Um, yeah,
1: and you're good to go for a couple hours. Yeah, and that's what's scary about it, you know. Yep. Because especially when you get into the habits, like you, you have a habit, like for instance, like when I play big I like Spokane. Before I play a game of NHL, I go to yeah. Now, if you're smoking something that's a lot more strong and potent, you have the habit of smoking toponglo, so no different than cigarettes. Why do people have so so much time to smoke cigarettes? It's not so much the nicotine. As much as everyone says nicotine is addictive. It's addictive. you know what? They're right, it is addictive. But yeah. nicotine by itself, isn't bad for you. What you're addicted to more so is the motions. You're addicted to it, mm. what you're doing. You're addicted to having the cigarette in your hand, bringing the cigarette to your mouth, doing it in certain situations. Like for me, the hardest thing when it comes like I'm trying to quit smoking now. Hey. And I actually switched to a vaporizer Because, again, it is true that nicotine is addictive And that's what I'm getting out of the vaporizer But nicotine by
0: itself isn't harmful It's the other shit in the cigarette That's yeah. super harmful it's for the, you, right? The, the, it's the, so, clothes, the chemicals, the tar, the hard, all that stuff
1: Yeah, but the hardest part for me isn't so much craving the curve of nicotine it's yeah. when I'm driving. When I'm driving is when I struggle the most with not smoking because that's where my habit is, is I smoke when I drive because it keeps more alert. As backwards as that sounds because I should be more distracted, but I don't daydream. I don't wander. I'm focused on driving and smoking my cigarette.
0: Yeah, you're focused <laughs> and
1: on, on... And that's on where my US addiction falls, becomes cigarettes. And that, and that is the honestly God hardest part about quitting smoking is not smoking when I drive. When I'm sitting here talking to you, yeah, I have my vape pen in my hand, but I have my vaporizer in my hand, but I've honestly only had maybe one pop at this time this entire conversation if i'm driving i'm constantly sucking on this fucking thing because i want <laughs> a cigarette so goddamn badly Yeah. uh no
0: <laughs> but, uh, and uh, that's family. what it
1: becomes and so back to kind of what i was saying is yeah. when you have this habit of say you want to smoke pot before you do something you want to smoke pot before like i said playing video game yeah. and you're smoking something that's a lot more psychoactive and you're intaking this all the time well imagine what's going on with your brain in this time period rather than what normally should be happening I mean Joe Rogan actually and like back to our stand-ups that we we started with in his latest when he talks about this kind of stuff and he actually breaks down the science behind these dispensaries and shit and he's like, you go into the thing and you get a gummy bear. And you ask the guy, okay, well, how much should I take? You know, because he explains, you know, when you ingest weed, it gets processed by your kidney, which is five times more psych this Which, again, that's not really a bad thing as long as you're not really doing anything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when he asked the guy, he's like, well, well, how much should I take? You know, a handful? I was like, no, just a leg. He's like, well, then what the fuck are you selling a whole pair for? <laughs> You're telling me the leg of this gummy bear is going to fuck me up this much that I should only just eat the leg of a single gummy bear? Like, what the fuck? Why is it a gummy bear? And that's the problem with the dispensary in a nutshell because this shit is that that's just how it is. And that's what's going to fuck everything up. But if they just leave it alone and be a fucking plant, yeah. And because... you just smoke the flower of it and you just grow it fucking normally. <laughs> Like a normal human goddamn being, yep. not try to fucking Great. make plants have sex with each other to make super plants, because that's just fucked up. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> it, was, it, it was Sleep good. Alone. Yeah, That'd it be was That'd good.
1: Be natural. It was... Be natural. Let It That's it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with natural marijuana. <laughs> There's everything wrong with synthetic marijuana that's being harvested in fucking like I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to confuse myself as I'm fucking ranting. But <laughs> yeah, uh, this that's too good it. though. But you get the gist of what I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, basically, or, regular stuff, good, synthetic bad.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Long story short, yes, it's going to be legal by the end of the year in my. Opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in that that's my reasons why I think, well, I don't know. Even that's, so, I don't know. It's not hard to say that it's going to be legal by this year. I think it's going to be legal, but I think it's going to create a lot more further controversy when that happens yeah. because of the reasons that I stated. 'Cause that's the part that hasn't really been thought out and worked out yet. And oh. honestly, honest to God, I honestly think if dispensaries would just sell normal fucking pot and that was it, you would yeah. not have all those issues at the cops are fucking raining. You always hear all, all the time, people bitching, Oh, they raided dispensary bullshit. Well no, it's not bullshit. They're taking the bullshit away from you. Because you're selling pot plus the bullshit. It's yeah. the plus the bullshit. Why they're coming? Yeah. Get rid because, of that. You're fine. But, um, but because it's but well, this is just a pot derivative. Well, like I said, too much of anything bad. Yeah. You put too much pot and do a fucking gummy bear. <laughs> 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 That's your problem. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. And like I said with like, alcohol, do you go to the LCBO and buy ninety nine percent fucking rubbing alcohol and drink it. Nope. No. Why? Because it's too much fucking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's back. <laughs> same idea, but why this is a hard concept? Traffic, I don't
0: know. I think we're both on 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 the same page where organic's good, but synthetic they can make a lot more more money off because it's trendy. It's cool to have a pot gummy bear or a pot pot chocolate bar. Or you know what? It is kind of cool.
1: Yeah.
0: But
1: but again, at the same time, it's not for everybody. But you're giving it to everybody. There's no screening. If you could walk into a fucking dispensary and get a, some sort of medicinal license that says it's okay to buy from here by some doctor that doesn't even fucking know you or have your profile, and he says, sure, okay, and this yeah. science for you, that's a fucking problem. Because... I
0: should not be able to walk into the dispensary and have some doctor for Switzerland and give me a fucking prescription to make this okay. That shouldn't be how it works. Yeah. That's wrong. <laughs> because I think for people who have uh, anxiety, anxiety issues, depression marijuana is a great thing great thing be. for those for those uh, for those people but,
1: but yeah. at, the, at the same time there's people with depression who yeah. shouldn't be smoking fucking marijuana because it's a bad thing for them right it, it all becomes on the individual and that's something that that individual's doctor would know because of the relationship they have not some dickhead in fucking Switzerland he has no fucking clue of this person none whatsoever
0: right
1: that, that's no different than saying I can't see very well this doctor in Canada is not going to give me my license but if I go down to the fucking the Netherlands and go see that doctor, he's not gonna give a shit. He's gonna give my license, and then I can drive in Canada. Are you okay with that as a citizen? No. No. <laughs> if Canadian doctors say this guy should not be fucking driving because he's a danger to everybody on the road, but some other dickhead doctor has no fucking idea what the condition he has, is no, he's cool, and we accept that. he's gonna go and fuck kill people. It's no different. No different. And that's where
0: the problems arise. A lot of people have a negative connotation about it because years and years ago, people think like, the whole thing that I I think hemp should be totally legal, no problem. It's not the same plant. It's a very, I don't understand why they don't use it a lot more than than they're currently doing. They can make biodegradable plastic out of out, out of hemp now. You and know and why?
1: Yeah. And This is an unfortunate reality. It's because it's so cheap that there's no money in Yep. and the things that are expensive that there's money involved in well the money will be gone yeah. and that's why there's a problem
0: with it uh, but that's that's a whole uh, whole show un, unedited to itself right there <laughs>
1: that's the <a> pharmaceutical <laughs> fucking the uh, whole pharmaceutical sector in a nutshell man. Yep. why is there not a cure for cancer because there's no money in it
0: Oh yeah, it's uh, it's easier easier to treat treat the disease than uh, cure it. Why
1: do you well, think with? It, old... it's not easier. It, it's fucking way less efficient because you're not gonna do anything. They're gonna right. die from the disease in the end. But by treating it, you prolong it. By prolonging it, you get fucking payment after payment after payment after payment. And said, "Here's your cure. There's no more payment. He doesn't need yeah. any.
0: Because what 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 is honestly the last thing that's been uh, actually cured? Polio? Nothing.
1: It all just kind of happens to go away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they just uh, vaccines.
1: Actually, what was the last one? The last one was what? The bird flu thing that fucking went crazy in China? Yep. Then it came, oh no, it was that other fucking virus. It was that crazy fucking thing. Barely got up here It almost came here there's a big thing, but then it just stumped because yeah. it, I don't know, back, I don't know, but, 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 but that seems to be kind of like what happened, even HIV and AIDS, now it's yeah. suppressed, it's not cured, it's suppressed, so it's yeah. not killing people every fucking ten seconds, but these people that have suppressed it have to keep getting their fucking drugs to suppress it, and keep it gone, so it's not breaking it out so everybody's getting it, or keep it to a point where it's not killing people, but somebody's getting paid hands and yeah. it's still spreading spreading under the table where it's not becoming a big deal, where people are saying, we need a cure, we need a cure. You don't see anybody having these big fucking rallies to raise money for HIV cure because they have it suppressed to a point where it's not a big deal. And it's the same thing with all these other things. And that's how it is. The only thing that they can't do is with cancer, because cancer is such a fucking card. But I think it's kind of funny that you see all these people that run all these goddamn companies, like fucking Bayer and all them, and all these food companies, you don't see those guys dying of cancer ever. No. You don't see them dying of anything. They all die in that fucking causes. Why? I don't think they're gonna tell me there's no cure. Bullshit. They have one. They a cure. Yeah. There's, just, there's no money in it, and that's capitalism, baby. Oh, yeah. capitalism. Yeah. That's what fucking North America brought to the world. That's what happens. We came here and we fucked over the Indians. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we created. This is the fucking idea of like this is the better England. <laughs> we're gonna fuck people even more uh, <laughs> and we're going to benefit
0: yep, It's <laughs> not okay. the gang, not
1: the queen But yep. a bigger handful
0: of people Yeah, because still a I think we basically elect kings and their, and their queens Because when's the last yeah. time I think there's only been one president ever actually impeached And that's And that what? was uh, No, but
1: I got impeached no, uh,
0: They tried, but Congress turned it down uh, uh right. i thought
1: they nixon uh, was, yeah so it was nixon nixon
0: yeah watergate yep the watergate scandal which basically if that would happen today they just they basically look at it and go and
1: hey, we got donald trump as fucking president in like a month yeah <laughs> let's figure um, that one out.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what you
1: know what's kind of funny about that though so i'm kind of looking forward to it in a sense, because it's such a wild card. This could either be the greatest thing to ever happen to the fucking, to democracy as we know it. It really could. It has all the potential to be the best thing to happen because you got a guy that's such a wild card yeah. that could actually have no influence from all the people that you figure are the ones that have the influence. You know, you always, I, I'm a big conspiracy guy. I totally okay. believe in a fucking higher order. I totally believe that there's the quote-unquote you always hear on like the conspiracy radio the term the Illuminati. Yep. I believe that there is something like that out there that tells the fucking people who are apparently in charge that we elect one to do.
0: Yeah.
1: I really do. Because oh, it, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Um, I, I cannot make any sort of logical fucking conclusion of what government is because you look at the things that they decide and you go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, know? Why?
0: Like, how this does doesn't help 9/11.
1: anybody. 9 11 the biggest can of worms that you could ever open. Yep. Because you look at the whole events of what happened and you look at the proof and the scientific evidence that says, this is fucked. This doesn't make sense. This is why. Then you like, go to uh, the government saying it's not fucked. This is why, and their reason why doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, there's no, there's How could that? come out of the people that are supposed to be running our shit? Yeah, and there's
0: are no, you that there's stupid? no common sense in government at, at all. It doesn't make like day to day lives that would not work. You wake up, you have a, you have, you, have, you have breakfast, you go to work, and come home, spend. Spend time with family Play video games Whatever In in government It's like It would be like Okay I'm going to Wake up And just screw Everything up That's yeah. pretty and, Yeah And then that's
1: where Trump gets so interesting Because he doesn't fit He doesn't fit Everything else That has ever happened He doesn't fit anybody else He doesn't fit any mold I no. mean Other than the fact You look at him And go He's obviously in it for himself He's going to make a bunch of Personal financial wealth Because he's an ass, Yeah, Which is true Yeah Mind you, I I totally think he's going to fuck the system in a way that's going to benefit him. However, that's where the breath of pressure is. He's going to fuck the system, I think. And the system says, you do not fuck the system. The system is there to protect the system.
0: (laughs) The system is uh, what
1: doesn't get fucked with any other time. So if this guy goes around and does things that benefit him and makes him a lot of money, he's going to fuck the system. He's going to throw everything in a fucking whack. Yeah. And, and this is where it becomes real. It's almost like, what the fuck? And what I'm looking forward to is, what kind of shit is he going to find out? And he's just going to go blab his mouth about <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, what are we going to learn now? Yeah, What's going to come, come out on? of the closet? <laughs> hey, guys,
0: uh, remember when everyone was talking about Area 51? Yeah. There's nothing actually there. It's just, uh, I, there, but there's this awesome one, Area 51. 56, there's aliens and all sorts of crazy shit there.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. We yeah. still don't know what the fuck's in here on 51. I know. There's no actual proof. As much nope. as they say there's nothing there, where's the proof that there's nothing there?
0: Oh, and they cut off. As much
1: as we say there's something there, where's the proof that there's something there?
0: Oh, because you... the
1: United States has never actually said, okay, fine, we're going to open the fucking doors and you can see through your goddamn stuff It's yep. never happened. Yep. Ever. So, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's there? I don't, know. I don't fucking know, Nobody fucking knows, but yep. Donald Trump's gonna know. <laughs> yep. uh, and they just a reality TV show.
0: Just the the idea of that is just crazy. Uh, he got, crazy. He got he got he got elected. Nobody thought he would even make it past the ballot, and just was because he
1: just said a bunch of crazy fucking shit. And,
0: and then that, people listened that,
1: that, to him. <laughs> and that was the other crazy part of this whole thing. It's the more crazy shit that he said, the more people got behind him. Because I honestly think that is what the mindset is: is if this guy is this bad shit? Not there's no fucking way that he's like anybody else. What what do we have to lose? Yeah. What do we honestly have to lose? Him versus Hillary, who Hillary's clearly about the system, has yeah. gone through the system, went through the system. Her husband was the fucking you talk to that whole system.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Then you got this other guy that's bad shit crazy nuts that clearly has no fucking clue what's going on. And who's the most likely person to spill the beans and give us the honest-to-god truth is a guy that's actually speaking his mind saying, fuck the Mexicans. As much <laughs> as I, he's a racist, derogatory bigot, yep. and that's bad, I'm not saying that's good. I'm not condoning that at all. No. What, what, what I'm saying is Fact that he's so willing to be this fucking nuts he's gonna spill the beans on everything, and he's gonna answer just, every single goddamn
0: that we need. Actually, it was just tweeted last week. Um, he didn't even know there was meetings going on to inform him about the presidency. He had no yeah. idea that
1: his Joe Rogan again. I uh, yeah. back to Joe Rogan his "He even says like, do you think Donald Trump's actually gonna live in the White House? No." Because he's probably got houses that are way fucking better. <laughs> yeah. <I> can, <laughs> Why the fuck would he? And uh, can, this is where it becomes awesome. Oh, it's like, as much as people shout at Rush all the time, and mind you, I think Rush Russia's uh, Vladimir Putin's a little bit fucking bad shit crazy hell. But you I guys,
0: think he's so
1: God for real. I, you know, and, and I almost take solace in the fact and uh, the shit that he says. Like, I kind of half assed believe most of it because he's got no reason to lie. He really doesn't. Yeah. When he goes on, like, like when you look at everything, especially in the in the information age the internet, like when everything kinda of went out of proportion and got fucking really totally blown out with um like the WikiLeaks and everything else and the Edward Snowden and the Julian Assange's of the world that have actually went out and said, here's the actual documents that we shouldn't have, but we got it because some guy was brave enough to download it from their goddamn computer and say, here you go and then we released it to the world. And we found out a lot of crazy shit.
0: <laughs> yep, they did. Which the United States government denied at first, yep. but then they stopped.
1: So, clearly, there's at least some sort of fact to this. And Russia obviously knows about it, and that's crazy, but it's the part that nobody really talks about the media because, well, again, I'm a serious theorist, and I totally think media is...
0: Actually, uh, I think think the the new term is critical thinker.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But all this shit that has come out is all shit that we have for years been calling the Russians crazy for saying. Yeah. But it's all been turned out to be true. What yeah, because... do we have to fucking go against them for? Is Russia really going to go and drop bombs? How would yeah. they have gone? Honestly, I think they probably were. And I think they have good fucking reason. I think there's a reason why that Russia wanted Donald Trump to be put into presidency. And yeah. it's that reason alone that Russia was behind him so strongly that he said... If you vote for Hillary, it's war. If you vote for Trump, it's peace. And I think that was the strongest message they could have ever sent. Because that just goes to show you that these crazy fucking guys, that so we've been told, that's been going against America and all their policies and their bullshit. Because, well, as we've learned, as history unfolded to so today, they fucked over a lot of people. <laughs> they've done a lot of bad things. They weren't wrong the whole time. Yeah.
0: They weren't wrong. No, they weren't.
1: So. This is why I'm actually looking forward to Donald Trump now. Like, at first I thought it was the craziest dumbest idea, like, how the fuck will he ever get out of this? And mind you, some of his ideas I don't agree with, but again, this comes down to the things, like, is he going to do things for his personal gain? Yes. No doubt about it. Like, his whole idea of abolishing unemployment, which... Again, it's a good thing to do and try to get that number down. But he wants to take, say, for instance, the skilled trades and say, you no longer need a ticket. You can hire some guy to do it for 12 bucks an hour instead of the guy union work that makes an ass load of money. Well, I'm a union worker that makes an ass load of money. So obviously, I'm going to be a bit pissed off because I'm selfish. Yeah,
0: because you also want to. I
1: like what I make. Yeah. And... I like getting fucking. $60 an hour when I have my ticket. That's awesome. I don't like the fact that this asshole is going to try to take my job and give it away for fourteen, fifteen dollars 50 an hour and force me to lower my weight to do that because somebody like him who built a lot of buildings is going to benefit so much more by paying a bunch of workers fractions of the cost. That's where he's going to benefit from himself and it's going to fuck over some people. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's the part that I don't like about it. I, as much as I'm in Canada, he's in the States, but we're a fucking caboose to that trade wreck, you yeah. know? When um, our trade wrecks, it, it's going to take time, but that's eventually going to
0: come to the capoose with and we're going to get fucked, too. Oh, yeah, because our trade is very much dependent on the on, on the U.S., and basically, our entire countries connected to them, whether we like it or not. It's just they're, exactly. they're our exactly. A neighbor.
1: Exactly. We rely on them, and they rely on us. Yeah. As much as they don't want to admit that they rely on us, they fuck rely on us. Because yeah. we are their number one threat. It's actually listed on their goddamn website, security's website. The number one, the number one fuck. I don't know how to word it. The biggest threat of the nation to the United States is Canada, and it's actually listed number one, Canada, because we are. Yeah. So we're right here, and we got the power, we got the intelligence, and we have the ability to fuck shit up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're
1: down the White House, and again, yeah, we did. and shit like that. Tonight goes about the whole American because. government. system. Their educational system omits the fact that Canada went down and burned down the White House. They
0: were to even admit that it happened. But it yeah. happened. Yeah, in plus okay, such 18... a system that says Eight... that didn't War, War of 1812. Uh, I think it yes. happened in the year eighteen fourteen.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's... We there the fucking yeah,
0: there's there actually pink. there's actually a song a song about it that I played at my wedding. My dad always 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 yeah uh, hang it. So I found I found the nineteen thirties recording. Oh God, that's that's just weird. Yeah, that's just weird. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what else do I got here? Oh, did you listen? I gotta get you get you back and do a whole conspiracy podcast with uh, Grace. You guys would would absolutely get along great. I did a conspiracy podcast a couple, I think, about a month month ago now. I just got a PS3. I haven't been a video gamer in uh, years. Any rec... recommendations? When you were a gamer, what games did you like? Mario? Like, I'm talking... I was a Nintendo guy last okay. time. Last time I was, uh, I was at uh, gaming. Yeah, I'm using a screw
1: with a stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. i love like, Little Big uh, Planet, you'd
0: probably be into that. Yeah, picked up a couple... Uh, uh, Couple of Final Fantasy games. Uh, picked up the Mass Effects trilogy. Picked up Chainsaw. Yeah. Picked up Chainsaw Lolly yeah. uh, lo, Lollipop. Lollipop
1: Chainsaw.
0: Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. There we go. As you see, I'm not a gamer. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, wanted to try the PS3 uh, because I can buy games. you really
1: like wrestling games? Pick up the AAA game. Oh yeah. Right on. Yeah. Man. Yeah. AAA game sweet.
0: All right. All right, now kind of a kind of a fanboy fanboy yeah, question. Now, sure. you're coming back. You're going against Warhead. Are you going going for the Death Proof champ championship this uh, time?
1: Yup. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, he just he
0: just put it up. Of a... he, he just put it up so we can actually talk talk it w- more about it. So. Yup.
1: Good timing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to know? Like the whole hiatus thing, or match itself? Oh.
0: L- little bit of both uh the high the hiatus thing i don't want to get into any 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 personal stuff but yeah
1: um basically uh, how do i put this in a
0: because
1: in a non-personal kind of way basically chad and i are really close um that's always been kind of obvious if you ever see us interact outside of a wrestling ring Chad is Chad is the guy that first told me to stop dressing like a girl and actually let me be me in a sense and that's how uh,
0: the hiatus
1: yeah so with Chad and I like I said we're we're, we're very close outside of wrestling um, and my mentor and he did it with tough love and I, I don't always react well with tough love in a sense it's a gray area either I take things that I should be taking seriously not seriously or I take things that I shouldn't be taking seriously to heart and it goes both ways in a sense so after five years in September October December January, five years four months so almost five and a half years we just kind of hit a breaking point in a sense where we just didn't see eye to eye anymore and there's other things going on in the company that I knew about, he didn't know about, but... It, it, okay. You know sometimes when you come across something that you feel you absolutely should tell somebody, but you also know that if you do, it could ruin everything yep. for that person? Yeah. And you get stuck and you don't know what to do? I was sitting in that area for a long time where I, I knew some things that I knew if I was to go up and say hey this is what's going on it's gonna sound so far-fetched that it wouldn't be taken seriously and i was right yeah so part of what i kind of had to do from this is coming from their perspective of me is i basically said fuck it i'm gone like i I gotta walk away you know this is the place that i love more than anything else you know that proof is i always call it my home yeah um and and it hurt so bad to have to walk away, and it hurt even more as I was, like, on the sidelines, not talking to Chad, being stubborn. Because both of us are very stubborn. We're very stubborn people. Um, but I, I watched this place that I love grow so much, and it hurt me that I wasn't there. It, it's not even an eco thing. It's not that I had to be on the show. It's just I wasn't there. I missed so much. I missed Balls Mahoney being there. Yep. I missed Necro Butcher. I remember the Necro Butcher was the first show I was gone when they announced Necro Butcher as the whole who booked this shit show. Mm-hmm. And people were putting the fan suggestions. Everybody expected it was going to be me and Necro finally, but it wasn't. And I wasn't there at all. And it sucks because Necro Butcher doesn't wrestle anymore. No. And if I was there, th- that would have been the match. Like, it's obvious. So I missed out on that opportunity. Um, I missed Steve Carino being there a few more times. He was there the one time that I was there. Yeah. But I missed them a couple other times. I missed Ultimo Dragon being there. Yep.
0: Yeah, the Ultimo Dragon I missed, show, I got to say, though, was absolutely, absolutely amazing.
1: Oh, I bet. Um, I missed two tournaments. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I missed a lot of really big things that happened in this place that maybe it's my eagle that says it, but my hands are very much invo- are, were involved in building that house.
0: Yeah, because. And I, was,
1: and I wasn't there for it. And it hurt. It hurt a lot but by doing what I did, there would be no other way for the people that needed to see what was happening to actually see what happened. On the second part, it's a two-way street. I'm not saying that I was in the right all the whole time. I had to do some other things too that Chad wanted me to do. I guess I could argue and say there, there would have been better ways to go about me doing certain things, but basically, I had to leave Death Proof for two reasons. One for things to come into the light that needed to desperately for survival and two for me to discover myself and reinvent myself for my own survival and that's what happened in those two years um the things that I said on my way out proved to be true undoubtedly and I rediscovered myself I reinvented myself I wasn't just that happy-go-lucky stoner anymore I became darker I I embraced this I guess I would call it a persona but it's really not it's just an extension of me that I've suppressed in a sense that i turn up to 10 whenever I perform and bring that side out of me. You know, like, I totally, like, I, I got comfortable, is the best way I put it. I got comfortable, and that's the worst
0: thing that you could do in wrestling. You should never be comfortable. Because just watching watching you, watching your clips over the past, it's like you found a vicious streak.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I got angry. Yeah. And that, that's basically what happened. I got angry. And a lot of it has to do with those reasons. Like, I was missing out on the greatest years of this place that I love more than anything else. And I just wasn't there. And it was abrupt. Um, I, and that's one thing that I'm sure Chad and I are going to be talking about on a future DVD, is how I walked away and not a word was said, you know. I didn't sit there and throw dirt on death proof. I didn't shit on death proof. I didn't tell people not to go to death proof. In fact, when people talk to me about death proof, I said them. I mean, you, you could vouch for that. When no. I wasn't going to be at the shows and we have to be talking about it, I was telling you, go to the shows. Yes. I wasn't saying, don't go. Yeah, I didn't and... hold that grudge against Death Group. I, I still love that place. Just like Chad. He didn't go public and start talking, to, talking shit about me. No. And, and I didn't mean, Like Literally, it was just one day I was gone. And I was gone from wrestling in general for a few months before I showed back up on some random show at a Comic-Con in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got into the whole Smash deal a little bit after that, and started working with Smash before finally Chad and I started talking about other things. Basically, some stuff came up that I had some answers for that he didn't know. And next thing you know, he's like, so um, I'm kind of hurt, and there's a mystery opponent supposed to be in this playing a tables match and uh i think you'd be the better suitor to jump in that what do you say like did you want to come home and i said absolutely no mm-hmm. um, but this is but again this is something that a lot of people don't know was in talks for a while like uh, as early as when they did their first homecoming show in hamilton before that almost six months after the fact chad and i actually had a meal together. We sat down at Boston Pizza, me, him, Alex, his fiance, and referee Vander And we sat down, we talked, and we were talking about different ways for me to come back, and then we hit a standstill. Because, again, I still had to do some things in his mind, and me being stubborn, and him being stubborn, we just didn't see eye-to-eye eye yet. It yeah. just wasn't there. The time wasn't right. As much as I, I would argue to I'm blue in the face of the time it's right, it wasn't right. And I see this now. Yeah. Um, but... There's nothing but love and respect between Chad and I. It just we expressed it in weird ways, in a sense. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, you hit each other with barbed wire, wrapped chairs, and light tubes, and
1: so I... <laughs> that moment when I, when I did come home, I mean nobody's seen it coming. No, just like nobody seen me leave. Like it's almost like as the shows went on, just talking to some people that have been there, like Josh mainly um he was always saying he's like man it's like everyone expected you to come back just come bursting through the curtain at some point on that first show that you weren't there then he didn't then people were like huh maybe he's just busy maybe he just had something else going on the second show came nothing the sh- third show came nothing the tournament came nothing
0: the, and
1: again there's, there's nothing going back and forth so it just got to a point where it, it was actually like two years It's actually a year and 11 months that went by but we'll just say two years before all of a sudden Rush plays over the VA. And at this point, too, you got to remember, Death Roof has changed. It's evolved. Yeah.
0: It's, there's, uh... there's
1: people that were at that... I would say 75% of the people that were at that show, I haven't seen at a Death Roof show before. But the crazy part of Boda was, and what really solidified that this is my home, 100% of the people that were there got excited. They knew that this was big. And the ones that did know me from elsewhere from my Endeavor to Smash and just... Even like I guess the quote-unquote legendary stories of Jesse fucking Amato and who this yep. guy was that was here, as all of a sudden came back. And I came back without a beard.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now I cut off my big ass goatee. I did that actually before we even talked, and this whole thing came down. Like it's something that I did. I just one day the fucking bored of this, and cut it off. <laughs> And I, then I went back home, and it was a moment. Then we did the match, whatever. Then Chad and I had that epic embrace in the middle of the ring, and the place just kind of erupted from that. It's like, wow. Yeah. But again, nobody knows why. Nobody knows, except for me and Chad yeah. and certain other people within the company, like Josh Knows and stuff yeah. like that. But
0: and it's just the... something
1: that we just never aired publicly, and that is a testament to like the respect that we have for each other. Yeah. Even in our darkest times, we didn't have that ill will against each other. Because, I guess, as much as we both said it's never going to happen, it's never going to happen. We set it behind closed doors to those closest to us. Deep down, we knew it was going to happen. And it did happen.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And now here we are, looking into February, the one mm-hmm. against the Super Bowl. And we're going to have this match against each other. Now we posted two years in the making. This match is actually a lot longer than that. Josh is oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Last time that we actually had a singles match against each other is back in the garage days of Death Roof. And that was the first Death Roof show the third Death Roof show. Yeah, And be we amazing. haven't wrestled each other once since and he won the first one, I won the second one. Here I, we got, are.
0: I got I got a feeling you're you're gonna have something heavy on your shoulder walking out, but
1: Who knows? Honestly, I don't even know, and I'm not even saying that as like trying to work yeah. or anything. Like we haven't even discussed it.
0: Oh no! It just um, me as 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 a fan would love love to see you get get the uh, a title, but
1: I, th- I think a lot of people would because like I, I would be the first triple crown winner in Death Roof. Yeah, I won the Death Roof tournament yep. in the second one. I did win the Youngblood belt by drowning Danny Orlando in his hot tub. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I defended it. But then I had to relinquish it because of the five-year rule. And that was yeah. the, literally the last day of the five years. Like, that was all legit.
0: Oh, I have the guys in the Death Proof Championship match on my podcast a month before it happens.
1: <laughs> well, that means that you better be at the damn match there, bud.
0: I am. I am going to be there. I'm bringing my dad <laughs> and my uh, and my uh, oh, yeah, my right, brother. Right,
1: right, We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it. Cause, yeah. Like, it's a whole thing, right? It's student and teacher, it really is. Yeah. And we honestly, like, I honestly feel I'm such a different performer now than when I left. Like, it's almost like a complete 180 yeah. from now then to now. Put it this way, while I was in Death Proof, I was bleeding every match. I was doing all the crazy shit all the time, and that was all kind of dandy. I mean, obviously, the band dated up, and it, it got me a name.
0: Yeah.
1: But when I left, I
0: stopped.
1: Yeah, and I was doing different things, and then that's where I developed that vicious persona, in a sense that you wouldn't get from me just having a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But it's always been there, and that—that's the frustration that I have. That just been built up with wrestling, in a sense. Like, and that—that's what's so great about being able to go home now. Is now I'm coming back full circle. You know, I have Mm -hmm. this whole other mean streak to me, like. I, I, I was wrestling wrestling matches, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And I was doing it in a way where I still had that same kind of hardcore edge that people would always anticipate me to having, but I didn't do a single hardcore thing in the match. It was all about how... You presented, I presented yourself, myself. yeah. You, you know, like, I, and that's what worked. And now, and that was the one thing Chad said too about me coming back home. And I'm sure he might even touch about it when you ask, ask him the questions about know what was going through his head at that point. Was well, the minute that I stepped into the ring, and there was Eddie Sapaluji who again, he, he's the guy that's there after that I left. Yep. Yeah. You had Matt Cash, who's been a mainstay in Death Roof since. The second death proof show, and Shawnee Moe, who stepped up the game and basically filled the shoes that I left open when I walked out of them.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: he's like, the one thing, like, he's like, I never noticed, like, just how big you were in a sense, you know? Like, more so, like, like physically, yes, I stand taller than all of them, but, like, it was just the presence, yeah. that whole factor, you know? Like, it was all these unknowns where I stand at six foot two, but you would be able to bill me at six foot six, and nobody would doubt it yeah because the, that's just how i carry myself yeah i you know yeah. and pierre uh yeah. long time yeah. and he's a really long time fan the friend of mine that i go back almost oh, it's over 10 years now um he even said he's like man you look like 40 pounds lighter and you know what he's right i lost a lot of weight in that time yeah you know i'll, I'll send you a picture afterwards like the last picture of me and death group the, the picture when i came back like i'm very much thin like i left that group i was like 225 pounds i wasn't like super fat or anything but no, like i'm i wasn't in shape but i wasn't out of shape i was doing one of those weird things and i'm still not in shape by any means now <laughs> but i'm legitimately walking around at 180 pounds now like i, really? I cut that much weight wow that I mean, it's all like it's not like i'm trying you no. know it's just, it's just a simple diet change i don't eat wendy's every day
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what i mean
0: yeah you're uh you're taking taking control of your diet yeah
1: and, and that's all it is and even my job I, I work a very physical job so like I yeah. don't really go to the gym and stuff as much as I probably should but like
0: nobody does when me. you lift
1: heavy when you lift pipe out all day every day over your head and climb up ladders that big 20 foot piece of pipe trying to balance it on your fucking shoulders it's weighs 200 pounds so trying to walk up an 8 foot ladder and try to spear it through a little fucking ring you know it's physically exhausting yeah so and that's my workout. Like it, it was just very, it was very odd, but it was very liberating being able to come home. Like even the little things, like we, we kept it such a secret. Like nobody knew, nobody fucking knew except for me and Chad. And we didn't even tell the guys in the match till like maybe maybe a half hour before the show. Like I didn't even show up at the venue until an hour into the show even started, and I didn't even go inside the venue. I literally sat outside the parking lot in my car. and I had Chad, I texted him like, hey, I'm here, he came out, we had a big hug and I said, alright, go get the boys and send them out here and then they came outside and they were still in disbelief. Like nobody knew. Then even as like workers and stuff would come outside just to get air or whatever, they look over and they see me like Steve Brown, and all of a sudden his eyes like lit up. It's like no, no, because <laughs> then he then I like wave at him and was not wave until my hands taped. Like I'm ready to work. It's like no, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna this place is gonna go fucking bananas. Yeah,
0: and it did. Yeah, because I wish. Once again, I really wish I was I, I was at that show, but eh.
1: Hey, that's DVDs now, bud. I know, <laughs>
0: which I'm, is awesome. I'm, and I'm, from,
1: that was the one thing, like I even told Chad, like man, I knew that this is like a complete one eighty for you and me. The minute that I opened up, because I came in through the front door, I didn't come out from the back curtain or anything. Like we kept it like that shoot. Yeah. Literally, like <laughs> it's actually funny. Here's a funny story about it. <laughs> I was sitting in the car and Chad's like, okay, we came up with whatever the cue of the mic is going to be when my music's going to hit. I'm like, okay, well, I'm obviously out here. I can't hear it. So you have to wave me in. Okay, cool. I thought I had a little bit more time. I'm just sitting there on my phone. In my car is fucking around texting. My music's playing, apparently. Chad's standing by the front door. The waving of it is trying getting my attention. I'm not even looking. I'm looking <laughs> down. The phone is fucking around reading, like, fucking sports scores and shit, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's Sunday, and, well, yeah. football's on. Yeah. And I got fucking money on these games, so I'm fucking looking at the scores. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, because you're like, damn it. I'm looking it. <laughs> exactly.
1: <Yeah. laughs> then Rob Gosling just runs over like, Jesse, I'm like, what? Like, Your music's on. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I get out of the car. I forgot to take off my glasses. Like, this is this is just something, like, I don't know. It's, like, a, a thing that I always do. I always somehow forget to take off my glasses. I this happened so many times. I come out with my glasses on. I walk in the front door, my glasses are still on. But the, the cool part, I guess, from a performer standpoint, is, like, as I'm walking through the front door, all, like, the other performers are sitting at the bar and shit kind of walk to this last match because they know that someone's going to go through a flaming table. It's going to be cool. Yeah. But, again, nobody knew. Nobody. And their eyes are literally, like, giving the rock eyes, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, the whole, like, fucking eyes wide open and fucking jaw dropped. I'm walking through and they're like no way and I walk past Rob Rage and Rob Rage is smiling you know (laughs) they're trying to hide it like it it was just one of those moments yeah and it's like no one really knew what to do especially like I come into the front door like they hear the music and like I said probably 75% of these people haven't really seen me so if they Knew my music. I bet you they would probably know more so War Pigs than the Rush song, but they also would know the Rush song from the stories that people tell. Like that—that yep. that was a distinct thing. You know, so it was like, no way. Then as I came around the corner from behind the bar and started walking down that makeshift entranceway, yep. then the place just started standing up just fucking going absolutely nuts. Like, no fucking way. Like, this is crazy. Then I get in the ring, and again, like, I was known for being barefoot. I wear boots now and shit, right? So, like, I had yeah. that whole get-up, I had the long pants, on. I had the boots, I had the trench coat. I didn't wear the mask, though. I'll, I'll get into that after. Um Then I just, like, get in the ring, and, like, just that first punch. Soon as Eddie Sabs charged at me, and I threw that first punch, and that was it. I could do no wrong from there. I could literally fuck up the rest of the match. It wouldn't matter. No one
0: fucking care. Oh no! As Tom put it, he had ringing in his ears from people screaming, because you, you came out of out of out of nowhere. It seemed you just kind of yeah. just walked in, like, "Hey, yeah. I'm back,
1: right through the front door." Yep. So it was almost like, like that was the whole thing, like, this like and it was literally, this is something that we were, in, like I said, we were in talks for, for a long time, yeah. but it didn't come into fruitation till maybe a week or two beforehand, you know, when we finally settled and agreed on it. I know there's some people that think it's for one reason and others think it's for another reason, but I'll sit here and I'll say without anything kind of going public that shouldn't, that this was literally 100% just Chad and I. Yeah. Just finally getting our shit out with each other. It had no other catalyst but our own desire. It had nothing to do with anything else. And that's the God honest truth. Oh, cool. You know, it, it was us putting our shit aside and burying it because the, that's where it belongs. Chad and I are much better working with each other and alongside each other than we are going against the grain against each other. Which, I mean, not to say that we're ever against each other because we weren't. Obviously, like I said, I have had people at death group all the time. Chad never said one bad thing about me. Nope. But it's it, it, it just better with me being home.
0: Yeah. What was. What and I was made
1: the... a joke because, like, yeah, Josh Alexander came back that show. Ethan Page came back that show. Then, mm-hmm. like, the day before, like, you know what's kind of funny? He's like, wow, like, this is the Christmas show. I was like, yeah. Like, it's kind of like the family all coming home for Christmas, eh? <laughs> it's all these original guys that was there on day one that yep. just. Oh, totally dropped off, just I was the one that no one ever would have thought would have because, I don't know, I guess if you want to compare it to ECW, I was the Tommy Dreamer. I was the hurt soul.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I, I was I was the man of the people. Like I could I I, I didn't have to win a single match, but I was God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no? Well, yeah, just um even going back I was just where sure. was even even going back to some of the ones I saw, like uh, first one, first one when I was there, I saw you versus Madman Pondo, a match that yeah. a match that I think you've said you weren't a big, you weren't a huge fan of at the at at your time. But
1: no, and you know what? Me and Pondo, is since well, we still talk a lot, and we both agree, like that match wasn't really that good, really. But for what it was, it wasn't bad. But you it's gotta. Just, we we both know that it could have been a lot better. Yeah. It really could have
0: and, and it should have been a
1: lot better. Here's the
0: thing from it. from the from the fan side watching watching that uh, that match. If you go back to the video, it's me and Ryan are me and my 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 buddy, you can see us the entire time. We're standing behind the ring where we're not supposed to be. Nobody <laughs> nobody's telling us, hey, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in 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 your. So right you guys,
1: like that wall thing, right? That little. Yeah, fucking... yeah, we're yeah. we're between
0: the wall and the and the ring. Yeah. We're we're standing right right there, breaking all the the so so far. Car- the Cardinal rules as a as a as a fan because I didn't know him at the time. But we're just standing I didn't there know watching. There. <laughs> no, I'm just standing there watching you. Like we're two feet away from the ring, watching you and Pondo beat the crap out of each other. And it wasn't wasn't like yeah, you had me hand you a chair at some point And it just like no oh yeah, <laughs> just um hey, when I ask you for the chair, give it. Okay, I'm. I'm drunk off off my ass, so is so so dry, and then a cinder block comes out, oh, and we die. just start. Yeah, <laughs> and then a cinder block comes out of nowhere, and we're like, no way. And it just it's super fun just to watch and be part of it. There, there's nothing else really, really, really like it. Like I go to other wrestling shows. I see Smash. I see, like I I love Smash. Love it yeah, to Smash death. Love love awesome. oh love love that they're coming to London now. I saw Tom. I saw Tommy Dreamer wrestler Tarek and Tyson Dukes. That was a great match. Like yeah. it was absolutely amazing. But just Death Proof is something unto itself. I think
1: it is. You know, we, we always joke and say we're killing the business one match at a time, <laughs> and. Because of the absurd shit that we that's happened, like Death Proof had Steve Carino wrestle in a dick costume.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Steve Carino, dressed as a penis,
0: and he <laughs> was he was okay and with he it. He did it yeah.
1: because it's Death Proof. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And because it's Death Proof, and that's just a kind of absurd entertainment you're gonna get.
0: Yeah. Like
1: it's pro wrestling, but it's hit and this all and to make it come full circle. Just like you said, people crave the soap opera. Yeah. This is Death Proof's way of giving the soap opera. Yeah. In a way that's not a soap opera. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's not pro wrestling. It's not two grown men oiled up and jacked to the tits, pretend fighting. It, it's much more than that. It, 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 you got a complete show. You got things like, when I'm doing the stupid shit that I'm doing, like, well, you can't fake that.
0: Because no, I'm getting
1: a cinder block broken over my fucking bag. Yeah. I'm hanging upside down, getting a sledgehammer, throwing a stop sign against my head. Yeah, Which I stole that spot in the match. <laughs> and one of them, I only did two death matches since I left Death Grip, and both of them were against Shawnee Mo and Niagara Falls
0: oh, yeah.
1: I stole that spot both of them <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Pondo <laughs> oh no
0: hey man I and Pondo was a great guy actually on the way out he had his bag bag and shit I Me, mean, I just walk up hey 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 Pondo man, how's it? Today? How's it going? Any chance I get a, uh, a get a, a picture? He's like, yeah, no problem. Puts his arm right around me. I start doing hey. hand signs, making the Pondo face. I'm just like, this is awesome. Okay, selfie time. <laughs> I'm I'm not a selfie guy. <laughs> it's I think that's yeah, one of the. not much
1: one either. Michelle loves herself. Hi. I don't like selfies. All my uh, pictures, most of my pictures that are good are done like in the moment. Like I take pictures of the fans, I have no problem doing that. That's, okay. that's different to me. But for you know, me to because... take a fucking camera, like and be like, "Oh yeah, click." Yeah, <laughs> that's not
0: me. No. Um, <laughs> also, February fifth, I'm getting a. If if it's okay with you, I I would love to get a picture of you, me, and you, me, my dad, and my brother.
1: <laughs> if it's okay with me. With I don't know, the... man. We're <laughs> not friends. Remember, you piece oh yeah,
0: of shit? oh yeah, yeah. I know. Fucking dick. <laughs> hey, I, 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 tried, I tried to put it up as I'm being professional with this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I right. did yeah, a real desperate right. job of that, pal. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: <sighs> no, of
1: course it's okay, man I don't give a shit oh, Well,
0: I, well I, I know you don't But I don't like asking Asking anybody anything Just uh, Yeah, I
1: don't know the feeling But I, yeah Anytime, I, man don't even have, oh, yeah. have to ask me. It's like, yo, get over here i like,
0: oh, oh, what's up Okay I'll call <laughs> fucking loaded Oh, yeah <laughs> uh, No, it's you just um,
1: Actually, you know what? I've, been, I've actually been wrestling A lot of my matches sober like, I don't even smoke pop Before my matches anymore I smoke
0: after the match. No, you've gotten Better as a as a wrestler over the past two years,
1: Mm-hmm. You know what it just, is, yeah. honestly, like I I've I just let it out instead of, I don't hesitate anymore. I, I just do the things that I've always wanted to do that I've always been I don't know just scared to do because yeah. it's different. Like I said, I got comfortable,
0: yeah. and that
1: was the, that was my biggest problem is I got comfortable doing what I was doing instead of taking the risk doing different things. You know, like we talked earlier about me doing the crossface on the shell, and that being a big taboo thing. From that moment on, the crossface became a new finish. Yeah. But I've like modified it in a sense where instead of like locking my hands around the guy's head like normally with a crossface, I'll actually mm-hmm. like fish hook the guy.
0: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> and like rip open his mouth and do fucked up shit. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that guy, sense. that guy probably loves, loves it, loves that.
1: <laughs> well, probably, my hand's all fucking greasy and full of, like, God knows what, and just shoving it in his mouth, not out a damn. But th- that's it. That's wrestling. That's what it should be. Yeah. That's how you make it real. Yeah. You do what comes to your head. You don't do it planned, because people know it. People see through it. The people that, basically, if you want wrestling to succeed, and you get more asses and feet, you gotta give them something real. That's yeah. the only way it's gonna work. And then that's really the biggest thing, like, people ask me all the time, you know? Why do you do the crazy shit? Why do you wrestle barbed wire? I'm like because I'm trying to appeal to the people that aren't gonna come. The people that aren't here are the people that I'm trying to appeal to. And people like that doesn't make any sense. So like it makes perfect no sense. Because one by one they'll come. Yeah. Hey. All it takes is three people, Brent. If three people seen a picture, seen a poster that happened to Google it and they've seen a picture of me doing what I'm doing and they just show up because like this is fucked up. We gotta see this to believe it and then they see it. Those three people are gonna go tell three other people each yeah so what happens next show you got those three people plus another nine people that's 12 people yeah Perfect. and then they tell three people you got 12 people tell three people now and it grows and it grows and it grows and now I am appealing to this audience that otherwise won't be there and it's only in a place like Death Group where I could get away with that and like I said I was gonna tell the story about the mask like I started wearing the half mask for two reasons um well I guess three you could say three the one that most people would think is is just me doing something different and, and it's true I, I'm doing something different. Huh. Um. But the main reasons was, I'm big on symbolism. Or if you're a Bulldog Saints fan, symbology. Yep. <laughs> What's the symbology behind that? Symbology, eh? Huh? I think you mean symbolism. <laughs> 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 the symbology behind it is, uh, I felt when I left Death Proof, and even when I was working in Smash and stuff like that, I'm toned down now. I can't do these crazy wild antics. I can't bleed everywhere. I can't wrap people in cardboard. I can't do none of that. And what's the most common symbol that you have for censors, No, you know? You know, shit being, like, the mouth being covered. Yeah. You know? The X over the thing, something like that. I yeah. put a mask over my face. I'm censored. I'm toned down. <laughs> I can't be free to do what I want to be. And the, the, that was kind of like, I don't, like, nobody picked up on it, but it, it's just something that I did for my own entertainment, in a sense. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to express, like, it comes down to, if you're uh, do you listen to Disturbed Shit at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the song I, Divide?
0: I Yeah, I, I've i actually seen him uh, twice.
1: Nice, good. Really? Um, if There's a lyric in, in the song Divide that sticks out to me. It's like, can you tell me what exactly does freedom mean if I'm not free to be as twisted as I want to be? Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. I left Death Group, and everyone's like, you're free, you're free, you're free. You know, you're not underneath Chad anymore. You know, you're not stuck to being the Death Group guy free but how free was i i wasn't free at all yeah. i had to play by the rules now i have to be pt i have to entertain kids and family i don't have that freedom of expression i can't express the... myself in the ring the way i want to yeah
0: you can't do, do the frustration you can't which do is the aggression
1: and that's how that whole thing just kind of built and it snowballed all together like that right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's kind of what it was and the other reason was is Chad's my mentor. Yeah. What does Chad do when you see Chad, when you see Warhead? Oh, this is painted the whole top of this face. What did mm-hmm. I do? I was at the bottom. Yeah. So it's like it's the same thing. Like, even when you look at us, like, as performers, like, through a time, when Chad's wearing black, I was wearing white. Mm-hmm. When I was wearing, when Chad was wearing white, I was wearing black. Mm-hmm. Then when I came back, I actually wore red. I, I did a complete thing. I, I became me.
0: Yeah.
1: And I didn't have the mask because I'm free again. Yeah, you know, and and but, you know, I, I'm still like, be, like between me and this podcast. I'm I'm contemplating what I want to do when it comes to fifthwear. Like, do I want to wear the mask because like again, like I'm free. I could do whatever I want. But I guess for story purposes, this is the guy that's really supposed to be. Am I really free to do what I want with the guy, or am I wanting to hold back? Yeah, because. This is my buddy. This yeah. is my mentor. Do I want to be that twisted son of a bitch and be free, or am I not free? I don't know. <laughs> I have no. Idea. I have no clue. Yeah. You know, and I, and like, like it's I funny because gotta... it like I'm totally speaking like with of my purposes, but I'm also speaking with the heart. Yeah. And, the, and these are the things that makes death proof what death proof is. It's all very real shit. Yeah,
0: because but just
1: told in different ways, and that's where you get the soap opera. So that's what soap opera does. Yeah. It's real life dilemmas, but it's just cold and accentuated, crazy to ten ways and, and, and that's why I don't know That's why I think Death Proof is successful In a sense I mean you look at the draw And you'll say Oh it's not like They draw like Thousands of people You're right They don't But you compare Death Proof to But
0: every single One of those people Want to be there yeah. Really really badly Want to be there There's nobody At a Death Proof show Sitting on their hands Like
1: Yeah Because the ones That are like that They're gone after The second match Because they can't Handle
0: it Oh yeah By the main event yeah, And that's
1: so. fine they're warned they're warned at the pre-show that this is not for everybody yeah you know you're told before you get here if you show up with a kid
0: we'll say this is not for your child like fucking this is hard
1: hard
0: hard this is
1: establishment yep it's not like they're not technically like allowed to be there like it's not like illegal it's just it's very 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 strong suggested that this is
0: not kid it's not kid friendly in any way (laughs)
1: look at her hand stamp it says fuck yeah. yeah you want that stamp on your kid's hand and then looking at it all night going what does this say what does fuck yeah mean <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah, yeah. no you don't unless yeah. you don't give a shit again you I'm not the person to judge it but I would strongly suggest that you don't teach a child this <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know it's not like you're going to show up with your, with your kids <laughs> you know better
0: Hey guys, I just want to say thanks again for listening to Gilme Talks. I really enjoy doing these podcasts for everybody. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me, it's JustinMgilmet at gmail.com. I now have a Facebook page. Um, You can like it. You can click on it. It directs you to my podcast website. I got us on iTunes now which is pretty cool. Don't know don't know if it actually works or not but I got to figure that out. And thanks to everyone for listening and have a wonderful night.